Hi, and welcome to Where's Her Oscar, the podcast where we dive into the filmographies of actresses who haven't won an Academy Award and see how close they came to winning one. I'm your host, V. I'm here with my co-hosts, Millie. Hello. And Lily. Hello. And today we're joined by a guest, first time on the show. Welcome to uh, our podcast, Luz. Hi. Welcome to our Naomi Watts season. Very, you know, what a contentious season to be on, in my opinion. A lot of avenues <laughs> um, to explore regarding her. But before we start, um, we always want to ask our guests what their first sort of knowledge of Naomi Watts was. Like, what was the first movie you've seen her in? Um, how do you feel about her, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I guess technically the first one would probably have been Babe, but I don't remember her. So um, the first knowledge, <laughs> of, like the first time I realized like her as like a person would have probably been King Kong as a child. Wow, I don't think anyone has brought up King Kong yet. No, yeah, I remember I used to love it as yeah. a kid. I was always like, rewatch it at my grandma's house. I was so obsessed with it, but I don't remember anything about it now. Mm. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, I'm surprised that, like, you're you, the first person to bring up King Kong. I haven't seen it, I'm going to be honest. Not my thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Naomi Watts in Peril, which should be my thing. Um, yeah. Naomi Watts. I don't know what the plot of King Kong is. Like, I vaguely... Well, monkey. 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 Yeah. Like, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> and I just remember it was, like, the remake of the original, but... I've never seen the original, I've just seen this one, but it's like, like from what I remember vaguely, it's like he abducts Naomi Watts and everyone has to rescue her. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi Watts, damsel in distress, realness. Yeah. And she kind of falls in love with the monkey. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's, it's a like, fun What time. a beginning of pathetic roles. <laughs> beginning? <laughs> oh. I mean, in it's the like... public consciousness, like... I don't know. That's what? 2006, right? 2006. She's very capable in The Ring, which is another remake. True. We love The Ring. Didn't you just watch The Ring too, Lust? Yeah, I watched it. Was was it yesterday? Two days ago, I can't remember. But yeah, I was supposed to seeing it for the longest time just because I love the original. No. (laughs) I remember. I saw you like now watching and I was like, oh my god huge day yeah moment in history (laughs) um but what a double feature to do so i mean everyone has clicked on this episode so they know that we're talking about the impossible which is a um the impossible is a disaster movie from 2013 directed by j.a bayona um starring naomi watts ewan mcgregor tom holland i think this is like tom holland's like first big film role yeah um yeah and it's it's definitely a film. I mean, pretty good scores. 7.6 IMDb, 81% Rotten Tomatoes. I will get into it. Um, but for those who haven't seen this film or have, um, haven't seen it in a while, Millie, do you want to do a quick plot summary? Yes. Okay, so based on true events that took place during the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami, we follow Maria, played by Naomi Watts, Henry, played by Ewan McGregor, and their three children, Lucas, Simon and Thomas, as they are caught in the devastating natural disaster whilst visiting a resort in Kaolak, Thailand for Christmas. Although separated, the family members miraculously all survive the tsunami 
and desperately cling to the hope that they will be reunited. Sort of like crazy that Naomi Watts has two movies in which she goes to Thailand, gets gravely injured, and has three sons. <laughs> like double feature, yeah. Double feature. This and <laughs> Penguin Bloom. <laughs> I mean, listen, she gets typecast real easily. Between this and being gay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Distressed dying mother versus gay flop actress. She has there are two beasts inside of you. Um, that's just before we begin. Can we just go around and say whether we liked this movie? Liz, why don't we start with you since you're our guest? What are your like general like? I mean, I love natural disaster movies. So the first time I watched it, I was like, yes, natural disaster. Um. But I remember I watched it like when I was still in high school. I think um, it's kind of a funny story. I had to like get this exam done where I had to stay up all night. So I just spent the whole night watching movies, and that was one of the movies that was like, okay, this will keep me up. So I watched it, and I remember it being better than it was when I rewatched it a few days ago. I remember it being better. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like a bad movie or anything. It's just I don't know. I, the music got like too much sometimes they were like like it's clearly a sad scene you don't need to put this like orchestral sad music over this right now <laughs> but yeah i don't know that's just me being yeah. picky with stuff what about you guys lily and millie um millie why don't you go first Ah, uh, sure okay <laughs> um i actually don't hate this movie i mean it's not my favorite but out of the out of the Naomi Watts movies we've watched recently, I think it's definitely my favourite. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty successful in what it was trying to do. Yeah, we'll get into other things later. But yeah, generally, like I liked it. I didn't hate it, so yeah. What about you, Lily? Yeah, I mean, I thought this movie was like perfectly respectable. I gave it like three and a half. I was like, this yeah. is absolutely doing what it's trying to do and what it's trying to do doesn't necessarily like appeal to me but you know i respect it whatever it's fine like i watched this for the first time when i was 13 12 or 13 in like my homophobic science teacher's classroom it's another one of those movies so like i have very distinct (laughs) memories of like sitting there watching naomi watts get like when the wave first comes and she's like crouched against the glass yeah. yeah, very vivid memories of watching that in science class. So I have some like nostalgia factor a little bit too <laughs> for my homophobic science teacher. Yeah, I mean, okay. So it seems like you all of you watched it like fair, like fairly early on. For some reason, I had never seen this movie, but I know that it's like, like it's a Naomi Watts movie. A lot of people have seen. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of a weird one, but I guess it was just very influential or prevalent um i watched this i want to say like four months ago like in december um for the first time and uh for the longest time i literally only knew it from the someone made an edit of this to rain on me by lady gaga (laughs) (laughs) the only thing i knew about this movie um i didn't like it (laughs) i like this genre of film, not not natural disasters, but like the worst thing has happened and now we must overcome it. I really just dislike that genre of film um, yeah. in general. 
And so, already not up my alley. But then, I mean, we'll get into it. But I feel like there, I have real issues with the, just the way it's like, I think, I think I'm going to pause here and just like, let the discussion start. Um, and I'll say my piece, I guess, later on. But it's, do they still make natural disaster films? I was thinking about this. We, I mean, we had Pe Penguin Bloom, but that's not really, like, a natural disaster film, right? That's, like, a... Also, nobody saw it, so... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> like, that's, like, a It did, movie. it was, it was, it was number one on Netflix for, like, two days. In what yeah. country? <laughs> I've never even heard of this movie outside of the timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. that? I thought there was a natural disaster movie that just came out on Netflix. I might be wrong. Um, something to do with a snowstorm? I can't remember. Well, okay, there's a Naomi Watts movie that just came out. Yeah, it's about not a snowstorm. It's like a, yeah, it's playing it's right now. In there's another one. I can't remember. But yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of that many. Um, I think they still exist, though, just not as like popular. Yeah, really. Right. I mean, one could argue that Don't Look Up is a natural disaster movie, sort of. You could argue anything about Don't Look Up, and I'd believe it you because I haven't seen the film. <laughs> Um, Good for you. Well, <laughs> Good for you. I don't know. Maybe audiences don't really want to see disaster movies when every day in the news it's like the so world true. is ending. <laughs> so true. <laughs> well, there's. It's weird because there does there is like a bit of a history with Oscars and natural disaster movies. I feel like maybe I just made that up. I'm trying to think, what are like, what are other prominent? There's that Meryl Streep one who's. That? What's that Meryl Streep movie about? Is it like a river? Like a, it's not a tsunami, but it's like Meryl Streep flood movie. I don't know. There was like in the nineties, they did go through like a little. There was a period where they made a ton of them, like Twister. Yeah, yeah I was obsessed yeah. with Twister. <laughs> it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like I was obsessed. Like I watch I, it once a week. Once a week. <laughs> oh my god! How old were you? Like twelve. I mean, I used wow. to be obsessed with disaster movies as a kid. Like, um, I guess the first one I, I became obsessed with was Titanic at age nine, and then 2012, and then Twister, and then, um, what else? But yeah, I guess it's it's hard to make disaster movies that are like good, good. Like I remember recently, the most recent I saw yeah. was the, the Caes Cordelario flooding movie. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> But it was bad. And then they also the mm. San Andreas earthquake with Alexander Daddario, which is really bad. It's like the mainstream ones are like... Oh my god, not San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's like hard to make one that's good, I feel like. Yeah, one that you yeah. can like, take seriously. I mean, but Twister is like, from my knowledge, I haven't seen it since I was like 10. But Twister is good, right? Yeah, like, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... Well... In a fun way. Yeah, yeah, in a fun way. <laughs> the Impossible is, like, not fun. No, not at all. Um, I mean, like, Twister is like Helen Hunt being like, I'm so sexy and I'm in a Twister. And The Impossible is like, <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Watts well, dying. I mean, which is sexy to some people, who I will not what? put on blast on this podcast, but they know who they are. <laughs> wow. The way um, we brought this person up, in every single podcast in the past <laughs> week <laughs> because of the questionable taste. Yeah. No, I, I, because I just remember the succession of tweets of like someone, so like I forget who it was. Someone tweeted, you guys can't 
be finding Naomi Watts hot and impossible. You're like, you can't be serious. And then this person, like the tweet right above, tweeting a picture of Naomi Watts being like, hear me out. Like in the hospital on on the blink of death, like ashen, pale. I just don't. I don't get it. I just don't see it. When when her leg is sliced open. Oh my god, that's the worst part. Yeah. Yeah, uh, The the boob. That hurt me. I still have flashbacks about that sometimes. Like when I remember the movie. Oh my god, that's that's... It's just like brutal. Right. I don't know if other disaster movies, like because The Impossible is based on like a real family so maybe that's why it's not fun <laughs> because <laughs> it's like, to make it and like have so much true <laughs> true and it's but, written um, by the the woman who survived by maria she wrote, yeah i mean she maria. didn't write the script but she wrote like her testimony i think and then they made the screen yeah play. i think she worked with the screenwriter um okay so yeah that's so i do want to talk about this character of like the one that Naomi wants plays right um so i thought for some reason i thought she wrote a book she did not write a book this is just based on her life she's spanish yeah um and they changed her name in the movie yes from spain um they changed her name in the movie from maria bellon to maria bennett um but with her permission um and she basically handpicks Naomi Watts to be in this movie. Wow. After seeing her performance in 21 Grams. Oh, <laughs> which okay. Is... Wow. Yeah, I mean... Flattering. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I just... There's something very weird about all of this. And obviously she, like, survives, like, a very terrible disaster. You know, a terrible mm-hmm. situation. Awful circumstances. Yeah. Um, and then she, like... Uh, so she nearly died, and then she, it says, I'm on her Wikipedia page right now, and she's just like, she travels the world as an advocate for the survivors of the tsunami, and she gives motivational speeches. So she's like, her job is public speaking, um, which is, okay, fine, she was a physician, whatever, whatever, um, she also used to, she also went to business school, and she was a business consultant. She actually, wait, sorry, I'm reading this right now. She, like, studied to be a physician, but, like, she was, she went, like, she was working as a business consultant. Um, and so a bunch of the speeches that she's given are at business conventions. And then I'm just gonna, um, read a quote from, uh, from her about the experience. She says, the tsunami was an incredible gift. I embrace life. My whole life is extra time. There's no difference between me and thousands of moms who are under the sea. Um, and it's wonderful because... Or, I don't know. It's just very weird. I don't know. The entire situation, like... Like, I understand the impulse to make a movie about natural disasters. Because we established that, the fact that it's a genre. And, you know, you want a movie about, like, the triumph and overcoming terrible, terrible situations. But I feel like... Especially considering the fact that, like, these people are not from Thailand, right? Mm -hmm. They were there on vacation, and they have access. They can leave. They can leave Thailand once they get their family together. There's something very, very 
it just did not sit right with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that this was yeah, the story that they decided to make a movie out of. Oh yeah, that's totally fair. Like that definitely like yeah. I remember when I finished my rewatch, I just went to look up like what other people thought. So I started reading some reviews, and one of them was like, it felt like a movie about a family's vacation gone wrong, like horribly wrong. Which is like, I guess, <sighs> makes sense why that movie would like, why it would come across that way. But um, yeah, I guess it's correct and. Um, I don't know, it, it felt like, at, at times I was like, like you're right, it was like focused on like the European family instead of the locals, and it's like who gets to have the movie, I guess. Yeah, like it is about overcoming, but it's not like a movie that's particularly feel good in any capacity. Yeah. No. Yeah, when you think about its surface level... It's amazing that they all survived and kind of found each other um, because it's, you know, that the kind of odds of that happening are probably very small. But then you kind of think, yeah. yeah, they can go home. You know, their home is completely fine. They have money for healthcare, um, and the people from that area in Thailand and the other countries that were affected, like they've lost everything their whole lives and they don't really get kind of mentioned in the film. So, yeah, it is a bit weird. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I don't think this film is, like, badly made in any capacity. And I think, like, if you're into this genre of movies, it's mm-hmm. one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, I just think, I guess conceptually I have issues with it. Um, and so for the entirety of the film, I was just like, I don't, like, I know how this is going to end. I mean, I guess you wouldn't have known how this was going to end if you were watching it in 2011. But I knew at that point that the entire family, like, comes together and they survive. Yeah. Um, but I was just, like... Like, I don't know. I just didn't like being in that position of, like, watching this these people suffer. To know that they would be fine at the end. It, it was just a very weird thing, especially because it was a true story. I feel like if this was, like, made up, if this, if I was watching, like... I'm trying to think of, like, a movie that's similar to this that's made up. You know, like, fictional. Um, nothing is coming to mind. But if, if I was watching a disaster movie with a similar premise that was completely fictional, I'd be like, okay. Like, I understand the, um... Like, I understand why someone would make... Want to make a movie with these sorts of stakes. But the fact that it was true and that it was, like, a real tsunami and earthquake, it just felt very strange. Do any of you remember... I was just gonna ask if any of you remembered the actual event happening because I do but I know I'm a bit older than you guys so I was like do you guys remember the tsunami because I vividly remember it like being on the news and stuff I Wait, don't what know. year was the okay. tsunami 2004? Yeah. 2004 yeah. I was too young then <laughs> I was fine oh, yeah okay. I was also too young. <laughs> okay but yeah literally so. two so. <laughs> brilliant um, yeah it's weird like watching the film when I remember like it happening but yeah. And like, I mean, narratively, obviously it's like, you, well, the impulse is to have something that you can like tie up at the end, right? So like, mm. you have to have your characters like, right, like they have to go home, that's how they tie up the ending, which is, ha- yeah, it has some inherent problems. It's like how, maybe this just isn't an event that you should like make a movie out of, because there is no like, 
if you want to tie it up, you can't tie it up easily, really. You know? Mm -hmm. And tell it, I don't know, is ethically the right word? (laughs) But. I don't know, not to put a downer on this entire (laughs) episode. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, I just, I think that, like, Naomi Watts does get nominated for this at the Academy Awards. And it's just one of those things where it's like, why? You know? Mm. Like, is it the... We'll get into her performance, but it's like, if this was about um, people from Thailand, if, if the our main characters were not white, would this have been the thing it is? Mm. Yeah. It's sort, of, it's sort of like telling the story of, like, if you wanted to do, like, a war movie... Like, you, you told the story about World War Two and how terrible the war was, and then you had your coach being American, and just the ending is them happy going home. It's, like, the same thing. Of like, <laughs> yeah. oh, let's forget yeah. that all those people are, like, their homes are destroyed. I know, I was just gonna say, this is, like, such a tenuous connection, but, um, like, I remember watching Ken Burns' Vietnam documentary in high school, and, um, it's, like, a ten-part series, and we were, like, okay, but it's... It's so weird how you have all these, like, all these American soldiers, American veterans talking about Vietnam, which is fair. Like, I, I do think that's an, obviously, like, an issue. But, like, the people, you don't actually end up talking to any of, like, the Vietnamese people. There's, like, you have, you talk to generals and you talk to, like, uh, like guerrilla warriors and all these people. You, like, the fact of the matter is that this they were sh- they were fighting on Vietnam as a country, right? Like, it wasn't, yeah. like... Like, the American soldiers could come and go, but that yeah. that wasn't an option for the people who actually lived there. And then you had, like, in this documentary, you had, like, these videos and these pictures of, like, real suffering about these people, you know, being gunned down alive, which is, I mean, if you want to get into the ethics of that in a documentary, that's, that's a whole separate conversation. But it was the type of thing, it was, I was like, I just felt like that, that suffering was, was not presented equally to the way that the Americans were portrayed. And I think that's, like, a, definitely an issue that's, which, honestly, it might be the reason why we don't have more of these disaster documentaries, especially if they take place abroad. Um, just because I don't think that filmmakers are equipped to really grapple with the idea that some narratives to general audiences are more compelling than others. And um, mm. they don't want to go against that grain. Because this movie this movie did well at the box office, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, And it's also, especially, you know, we're talking about, like, Hollywood. and Yeah, know, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, so um, its budget was forty five million, and it made almost two hundred million. So, you know, a hit for Warner Bros. Um, mm. I will also just say, like, sort of, I don't want to completely depart from this if like other people have stuff to say. But on your point about like why was Naomi Watts nominated, I do also remember like when I watched this. I mean, the whole movie is like just her suffering, her yeah. like her character yeah. just like <clears throat> talk really that much. She just sort of like Jessica Chastain would have a field day. <laughs> yeah, let's get Jessica Chastain on the case right now. Let's <laughs> do a public statement. Um, but that is also just something that like I I couldn't help but think about even when I watched it like not the first time but the second time like once I was actually yeah. watching it for Naomi Watts of like wow yeah she really just like doesn't have much like actual agency things to do in this movie she's just laying there like oh my god yeah, my exactly. life looks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, a little more extreme than that, but, um, you know. <laughs> I don't know, it was just something odd about that, too, to me. Like, yeah. who else was nominated in this year? Well, we'll talk about it later, but it's interesting. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, do we want to just, like, 
let's just get into Naomi Watts' performance. It's a good performance. I just... It must have been really difficult, but it's so ingrained to me that this is what Naomi Watts does that I'm sort of just like, yeah, Naomi Watts, there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering on film, you know? I mean, it's a good performance, but I think there's a lot that adds to it. I mean, like, prosthetics and makeup, that if you take yeah, them away, if you take all of that away, it's, it is a, a simplistic role, I think. Um, I'm not saying that yeah, there's like, not much. I could do it, but like she doesn't have much dialogue, <laughs> really. Um, yeah, she's kind of just... I don't know. She's just... Yeah, she's just there. <laughs> For a lot of the movie, she's just kind of on her bed. But yeah. yeah. Another piece I read afterwards was like... Um, it praising Naomi Watts mainly for like crying and like suffering convincingly like they said it's like it doesn't feel fake like it was all yeah. about like feeling yeah. genuine yeah I mean she definitely does yeah do she's good well. at that like you the fact that we were all like oh my god that yeah. leg is so terrible like, everything mm-hmm. like shows that she was able to communicate the pain yeah. well yeah. yeah but even in something like 21 grams wedge I like better than this movie. She's like suffering in that movie, <laughs> hardcore, like right, losing her shit. Um, but even then, I feel like she has more. I don't know the story allows her to have more nuance and like depth than yeah, The Impossible, which is like definitely like a plot movie. Like an event happens, and now they have to deal yeah. with the event. It's not like character <laughs> driven really in any way. Because I mean, I would argue it's almost like. The person with the most, it's like her husband and her son have the most, like, actual agency doing things in life. Like, after they get to the hospital. It's definitely, like, a physical performance. Like, rather than an emotional one. Compared with the other nominees this year, it's like, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel. And this is definitely, like, I, out of her performances, this is, I would not put this at, like, top three, probably. Like... I feel like Naomi Watts has other things that I would nominate for Oscars as well. Or yeah. before I did this. Not to, not not to complain about her nomination because um she <laughs> you know, like we take what we can get. But if we want to talk about Tom Holland, Do is we, that what you said? Yeah, because I feel like I feel like I I mean, I will say what I wanna say. But um a lot of people are like Tom Holland should have been nominated for this. Um I mean he's good. <laughs> Yeah, like Tom Holland good. can act. I don't think is anyone like Tom Holland can't act. Is that is there a group of people who think that? Probably. I don't know. There's people who think anything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. True. <laughs> what are you yeah. True. That's true. True. But like, I don't know if like, because there's certain like guys who people are like they cannot act. I don't think Tom Holland is one of them. No, mm-hmm. not, not. You know, certain like, yeah. a list, certain group of Marvel guys. I mean, considering this is his first feature film, I think he was really good. And he was only 14 at the time, I believe. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I'd say he's but very he, good. He was on... He did theatre, right? Like, that was his uh, thing yes, before. Yes, he this. did. He was Billy Elliot, yeah. wasn't he? I think. Yes. That makes sense. Billy Elliot, great movie. Yeah, I, he's really good. I just... Because like, there's a few movies that I feel like people always bring up um, when they want to be like... We should have a best child performance category at the Oscars, right? It's Anna Paquin who won, so that doesn't matter. Um, Tom Holland, um, the kid from the room whose name I can't remember right now, and then 
uh oh my gosh the what girl from we... little miss sunshine whose name i also abigail breslin abigail breslin yeah abigail breslin what are we just talking about um, good I feel like those are the... well these are the performances i feel like people like every year every time we have the oscars people are like oh we have to like we need a um like a young performer award right because i think they also have they have one of the is it the baftas that has one yeah, they have rising star or something. Yeah, and they have young yeah. act because didn't that keep the Belfast win um, this past year? I don't something. know. Anyway, um, and I know Critics' I know, Choice w- has it too because I remember that girl from the Florida Project one, Brooklyn Pierce. Right, and like every year we'll have like a movie that has um like a child performance that everyone wants to talk about. So like. Um, obviously this year was the kid from Belfast and also like the kid from Come On Come On. Last year it was um the kid from Minari. Like it's pretty yeah. um like I feel like there's a good amount of people that do want like a child performer category. But if mm-hmm. like but I feel like most of the time it's just like performances that came out that year. But I feel like Tom Holland and the Impossible is like one that people bring up a lot as like a very mm-hmm. good child performance. The one that could rival the nominees of that year i think the film did i mean for a while the film did kind of center around him so i would yeah. say that out of everyone he had the biggest role i think but yeah i think they all did a good like a convincing job at playing a family that was one thing that kind of stood out to me i was like yeah they feel like a family you know yeah, I mean, he definitely, like, we talked about before, like, how for a child performance to impress UV, like, the narrative has to rest <laughs> on their shoulders, and I do think <laughs> this qualifies. Like, Tom Holland has a lot to do, and I thought he was good. I mean, I wasn't, like, wowed it stayed in my mind forever, but I thought he was good. Yeah, same. And, like, I wouldn't have been mad if he was in the running. Why not? But. And, like, who was in the... I mean, but also this year was, like... This we, should we just weird. bring up... <laughs> well, the the actor in a supporting role lineup for this year is, like, intense, so... Yeah, I mean, okay. Do we have any, like, other general thoughts about the movie itself before we switch on switch to awards? I'm gonna take that as a no. No. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to awards. Um, what, what do, Where do we start with? Do we... Because, okay, I'm just going to run through, like, the big nominations that Naomi Watts gets for this. Obviously the Oscar. But also um, at the ACTAs, which is the Australian um, Film Awards, um, Broadcast Film Critics Association, um, a lot of Critics' Choice Awards. Naomi Watts is nominated at the Golden Globes. Um, This movie gets a bunch of nominations at the Goyas. Um... So Tom Holland wins Best Breakthrough Actor at National Board of Review. Um, and he wins Young Performance in at the Lon- London Film Critics Circle and Phoenix Film Critics Society. Um, Naomi Watts, obviously SAG nominated for this. This movie was Naomi Watts Teen Choice nominated for this. Real. What? <laughs> <laughs> A woman with weight. In- wow. Yeah. Um... The teenagers in 2004 being like, wow, we love Naomi Watts and the Impossible. Um, I wonder who she lost to. Give me one moment. You guys can discuss. 
Um, so, so clearly she missed the BAFTA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, I don't think this movie was nominated at the BAFTAs at all. British people said no. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Not a fan. <laughs> I'm actually let's let's make this a little game. I'm gonna name the movies or the actresses that were nominated for Teen Choice Awards, and I want you guys to like guess who the winner is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have what is the category? Halle Berry for the this is choice movie actress drama. Okay. So you have Halle Berry for The Call, um, Anne Hathaway for Les Miserables, Carrie Mulligan for The Great Gatsby, Emma Watson for The Perks of Being a Wallflower, and Naomi Watts for The Impossible. Who do you think won? Uh, I'm gonna go with Emma Watson. Just because it's Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I feel like if you 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 would have just said that if it was actually Emma Watson, so it's gonna be something crazy. Mm. It's gonna be like fucking Halle Berry. Oh, <laughs> For no. some reason, so, Halle Berry. I'm going with Halle Berry. Okay. Hip with this. I don't use those. Oh, and Hathaway. I think she would have won that. Okay. Well, it? Millie was right. It was Emma Watson. Oh, yes. <laughs> and here I but thought like... the teens of America will ever do polling. I mean, the Teen Choice Awards sometimes so display. I feel like we talked about them before on this podcast, too, for some reason. But, so I like, I never associate them with nominating, like, real movies. With like actual acting and not just like best kiss. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's like a popularity thing. I mean, I guess yeah. there are popularity things, but I like that especially. But it's like very, very openly. Yeah, like anyone can vote. Yeah, I'm sure you could run a bot to <laughs> vote. Botting the Teen Choice Awards, yeah. I might do that. If anyone watch doesn't get the Oscar in the next three years. <laughs> Let's get her that teen choice at least. <laughs> that teen choice, yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Like this year, like the nominations for. I feel like this is a weird year because I almost prefer the the actor lineup to the actress lineup. My misogyny era. Yeah, well, let's do yeah. best actress. Okay, let's so we that. have. Okay, so the winner is obviously Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. Um, and then we have Jessica Chastain in Zero Dog Thirty, um, Manuel River or Riva for Amor. Um, oh God, I don't know Evangeline. how to pronounce this name. Evangeline Wallace is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, Evangeline Wallace for Beast of the Southern Wild, another sort of disaster movie, actually. <gasps> yeah. And then Naomi Watts for The Impossible. And another great child but, yeah. performance. Yeah. I think Damon. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. Surreal. She's the youngest, right? Like I think ever. So. I think she was like nine or something. I can't remember. Really old. Let me Google that. Well, how old was Anna Paquin? Wasn't Anna Paquin like eight? But she was supporting. Oh, oh she was supporting. That's yeah. Eight. I remember because I think before this was Isabella Johnny. No, wait. Was the Whale Rider? How old was? Give me one second. Well, then it might have been the whale rider that was the youngest before this. For lead, but I want lead only. Yeah, for lead, for lead. Yeah, yeah she was nine wow. when she was nominated. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, wow, that's crazy. And then after this, and Keisha Castle Hughes was 13. Hmm. And then before that, it was like Isabel Johnny for like 20 years. I, I think it was. How old was she when she was nominated? Isabel Johnny? 
Was it the jaws here? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Clip. Why did they do that to her? Like, yeah, do was... you usually present what has like? Do, did the Oscars usually have people present when they were nominated? I don't that know. happens sometimes. I feel yeah. like not sometimes, but like, but like it's just some girl. <laughs> well, also they made it a point to be like we have two people from different continents, <laughs> guys. The French and the was it um. She was okay. the other guy. Anyway, yeah. She was 20. So, which means okay. I have, like, six more months until I can... <laughs> before <laughs> past my Isabel Johnny being nominated <laughs> for an Oscar prime. Um, which is crazy. It's crazy that she was 20. I know, another Isabel was mad as hell. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say about this Best Actress lineup is that it sure is a downer. Like, I mean, for those who haven't seen, Silver Linings Playbook is, like, probably the lightest of all of these it's a yeah. comedy about two people with mental illnesses. Yeah. But then bipolar, you have Jessica Chastain right? for Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty, which is like torture. It's about the ethics of torture. Oh, um, is that what that movie's about? Yeah. Where she's like, I don't know Wait. if we should torture these people in, is it Guantanamo Bay? Probably. Or. If it's America, yeah, probably. It's, yeah. Um, then there's um, Emmanuel Riva for Amour, which is like famously one of. Like, Hannah is, like, a lot of people... Yeah, his movies are all generally difficult to watch, but Amour is, like, him, like, moving away from violence, which a lot of people consider even harder to watch because it's so, like, the process of death. Um, notable as well for a movie. Um, and but then Quentin Wallace, a movie I have not seen. Um, it's, like, literally the only Hannah Hooper I've seen is uh, The Piano Teacher. Everything else is... I mean, okay. There's three more. It's Amour... Happy End, and Time of the Wolf, which is with Beatrice Dahl. Um, and then Coenchene Wallace for Beast of the Southern Wild, which I haven't seen. I've been waiting to watch it. But I've heard that it's, like, depressing. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, <laughs> you know, like a depressing movie about... Uh... Oh, this is also about a flood? Yeah. It's a, it's the, I did not it's, know It's uh, New Orleans, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. I watched I watched that movie the year it came out. I remember watching really? Oscars and looking at remembering when she was nominated. Yeah. Me at ten. That's crazy. At Cinephile. You would have been around the same age as her. Yeah, I was. I was a year older. That's crazy. So. Wow. And look at oh everything God. you've accomplished. The fact that you were ten in two thousand twelve. Thank you so much. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah, I know you're very old. I, it's just weird You're... to think about it. Sorry. Anyway. Well, yeah, I'm very young. Well, if, it, if it's any consolation to you, I was 25 in 2012. So. Oh, good. You know, even out. Good. And it's good. great that you don't remember the tsunami, even though you would have been 31. Wait, no, I went backwards. I actually do age been... backwards. Benjamin Button, who? Yeah. You Benjamin Button. No. Yeah, 14. Um, I was just not a clued-in teenager. I did not care about other people or the news when I was in high school. So, listen, um, it's a it's a growing process. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna cancel me? Yes. For yes. being fourteen and not paying attention Absolutely. to the Indian Ocean tsunami. Yep. Of two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, it's just like what a list. Mm. Yeah. I also feel like 
No offense to Jennifer Lawrence, but she's probably the last person I would pick on this list. Don't like that movie. No yeah. offense again. No offense meant to say that I would pick a nine-year-old over you, but <laughs> like I, I don't like that movie. Yeah, I don't either. In any capacity. No. Um, it's like fine. David O. Russell not like that. And who's the director? Yeah, <laughs> David O. Russell. Like he's made like one good movie that we will be talking about. <laughs> Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I, I, I do see why she won. I feel like part of it is just the fact that it's like she's the most standout out of all of these, other than the nine-year-old. Um, like, you're, if you were to watch, like, Amour and, like, Zero Dark Thirty and then The Impossible Back-to-Back, you'd be like, ah, enough. Let me yeah. see Jennifer Lawrence play a 30-year-old at 21. Um, I do. fair. You'd- I do. I don't know if this is just the like current Twitter effect, but I've been seeing a lot of like Jessica Chastain was robbed for Zero Dark Thirty narrative, which like I was not clued into before because people until very recently on my timeline were not talking about Jessica Chastain. <laughs> but I didn't like. Apparently, she like all of these seem to be like capital A acting performances. Yeah, I think Jessica Chastain is less so from what I've heard. I haven't. Like, it's been a while since I watched the movie. I think I literally watched it when it came out. Don't know why. Um, But that movie is, like... It is about this woman who is not struggling and fighting for her life. Like, it's very much like a... I don't know. It's it's very similar to the the way she operates in, like, Molly's Game and um, A Most Violent Year. You know, like, just... Sloan. And Miss Sloan, like, in that sort of, like, serious woman has high stakes... Yeah, it's just like high pressure. Um, So out of... Like, it's not the impossible acting. But I also don't like Zero Dark Thirty. I have severe issues with that movie, too. Yeah. (laughs) The year of strange politics and weird epic. Sorry to be talking about Stain, by the way, Les. I know you do not like her. (laughs) Not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) You're just staying very quiet. I, I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I like don't her, but I recognize that she's a good actress. I just don't personally like her. Very diplomatic, <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, and then like, the actual, like, the afterfield, like, again, not, yeah. but, like, in the afterfield, you just, you have, like, Lincoln and the Master right. and Denzel Washington for flight. I mean... Let's not get me started on my Miz because I hate that movie so much. But um, <laughs> it's just like you, the, I don't know. The men sort of had better movies this year, I guess. I don't know. But also, but also capital A acting movies. I would argue. Yeah. yeah. All of like them. even 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 Joaquin Phoenix in The Master is like oh, he's yeah. a performer and right like a performance and a director who I don't usually associate with like the most ever right but like still like this movie he's still doing like a lot so much like getting yeah. metal plates screwed into his face so that he could have a half whatever slouching mouth yeah, yeah. yeah doing the most this is just a 2012 they were like oh the world's ending we gotta we gotta do suck the life out of these people <laughs> Yeah, like, if the world isn't going to end on December 21st, people are going to wish it did. 
from these movies. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, not the I'm, worst. I'm kidding. Not, but not, not the that worst. bad, but like, yeah, just uh, like just sort of emotionally draining. And like a few other movies that were just nominated, not in any particular category, but um, Django Unchained. That was a movie. Definitely was a movie. Um, and then Life of Pi, which is a movie that I, I think may be my favorite movie of this year. Don't hold me to that. Um, but like another movie that's like very much a physical performance, you know, like it sort of relies on the lead's physical transformation. Yeah. One of the first movies that I remember seeing in theaters, like Will. Wow. What I remember about the movie, I might have brought already brought this up, is that like my, one of my friends' dads had got like a three D TV when those were like a mm-hmm. thing, and that was like the movie that we watched on their three D TV. Um, like, oh my god, the tiger's gonna jump out at me! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, but Alice, do you have any like thoughts on this Oscar year? I've only seen two out of these performances. And coincidentally, we watched Silver Linings Playbook also a few days ago. And I, don't, I really like that movie, but it just, I mean, I hate the director, of course. He's horrible in every sense, but I always like the movie ever since it came out. So I was like, I'll always like it, I think. And yeah, I mean, she's, she's good in it. I, I would have to see the other performances to see if it's like, she didn't deserve to win. Oh, she did deserve to win. But, like, she's definitely good in that performance. Yeah, I need to see Beast of Southern World. That's been on my list for so many years. But, yeah. I love how Les is so, like, diplomatic. Well, we all just run our mouths. Haven't even seen the movies. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, yeah. so. I mean, in um, 2012, I definitely did celebrate when she won just because I, I liked that movie. So I was like, whoa. And then it's like she fell down the mm. stairs and everyone was laughing. So it was like memorable year. Oh yeah, that was I forgot mm-hmm. that was like a huge thing. And wasn't that also when she was like talk? She like talked about pizza or something in some interview. She was like the it something girl. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was the and meme that everyone like, immediately hated her. She was yeah. like, "Where's the pizza?" Afterwards. And it became a huge meme. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Twenty twelve. Wasn't that the time. like the famous selfie year as well? Yeah. Yeah. Ellen wow. hosted. What a time. That was like the most retweeted yeah, it was. Ever. post yeah. for a while. Could not happen today because no one cares anything about uh, celebrities. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, unless they're hitting each other. Oh. Then people care. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I, that's not a, that's not a, I'm not making any moral stance about what no, happened. No, no. I'm just yeah, simply yeah. saying, <laughs> like, literally yeah, the only no, thing people Just a very timely joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, by the time this episode comes out, we'll be old and stale. Speaking of which, something that I was supposed to do at the beginning of this episode that I forgot and I'm now going to do now. Let's do like a quick Naomi Watts news corner. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So two things. Let's start with the most neutral of them. Um, Naomi Watts has a new... She's signed on to a new project. Um, we'd love to see an employed queen. It's the sort of the continuation of the feud series. That was started by Ryan Murphy. Um, many people are quite glad that he's not directing this one. It'll be Gus Van Sant, who is directing... It's called Capote's Women. Um, and Naomi Watts will be playing some sort of socialite in it. Very fun. Yeah. Does that mean that... Yeah. Is Harper Lee going to be there? If so... Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener, come back. 
Um, it's actually just gonna be Naomi Watson a brown wig, and they're gonna she's gonna pull up Tilda Swinton. She'll be like, "That's not me." She's gonna That's play every role and say, "Please, please, 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 please give me that Emmy." And then, <laughs> we'll see. No, I have some. I have. I mean, I've heard that Feud is like one of the least offensive Ryan Murphy projects. Not like actually inoffensive, meaning it didn't incur like a lawsuit, literally. But um, <laughs> I mean, like it's like relatively good, like sort of well written, like just yeah. dramatic storytelling wise. Again, not accuracy. Yeah, um, I do want to see someone. Like, let's continue the trend. What every season a new celebrity sues the creative feud. Who's gonna like the ghost of Capote's gonna sue Ryan? His Murphy? estate. His estate will, su- will sue. Guess. Is Harper Lee still alive? No, she died in like twenty fourteen. I think twenty fifteen. Ah, uh, okay. Just something to keep in mind, I guess. <laughs> and then I mean, thing number two. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I expect it to. It is Ryan Murphy, and Ryan Murphy is not, like, dour by any means. I mean, is he still writing, or is he just, like, not in it at all anymore? I still feel like he has some sort of creative control. I don't know if he's, like, specifically writing, but I feel like if it was going to be dour, he would make it not dour. Like, he just Mm -hmm. wouldn't allow that to happen. Yeah. Thing number two, uh, Mulholland Drive Beef, (laughs) Laura Herring posted a lengthy Instagram post um, in which she was just like... Yeah, we threw this party for Dave Lynch's Oscar nomination for Mulholland Drive, and then Naomi Watson never spoke to me ever again. Uh, wow. This was the last photo we took together. <laughs> yeah. Nicole Kidman is in it for some reason. Um, I wish we would keep Nicole Kidman out of things. She doesn't need any more haters. <laughs> um, she doesn't even yeah. do anything. Um, she shows up. Arguable. She has a good time. But. I mean, she shows up to have a good time, and everyone's like, oh, there's Nicole Kidman. Like, relax. <laughs> They're like, pretty girl, let's hate on her. Like, um, Yeah, and then I don't think we can, anyone can find the post anymore. Didn't Laura Herring delete it? Or Did delete, she? Like, no, she edited the caption oh. just to make like, it way shorter. Wow. What was it again? Now she's, it's just like, this is the last photo me, Naomi Watts and I took of each, like, with each other. I had no money. Naomi Watts was rich. And I still have to spend my money even though I had <laughs> oh none. Oh my oh my god. Wait, back then or now? Then at the time back of the then. party. Yeah. Well, we know that was a lie because Naomi Watts was well. Well. Yeah. Unless it was like No, but she did say she had just signed on to like a franchise, which I'm assuming is like either King Kong. King Kong, or like maybe The Ring, because it's technically a franchise. Um, and she was like, Naomi Watts. I think she uses the word juicy check. Like, I think that's yeah. like literally in the text. Yeah. Um, Ew. We're having a way with words. Derogatory. <laughs> so random. To but just I feel post like we that. shouldn't. Oh, uh, I mean, it's a little sad. Like, I yeah. Sad that Mohan and Drive Girls have beef, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, how fast the night changes. Um, <laughs> but I did think it was very funny when she was on that whole like unrequited love is the worst type of love. Well, I was like, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on here? But also, I know for a fact, Laura Herring was offered a job in Twin Peaks to return and said no. So maybe actually, I was gonna make a reference that means nothing to anyone. Um, but maybe it was because of Naomi Watts. 
I mean, but she can't say that David Lynch never spoke to her again because he literally offered her a job. But um, he she didn't say that. She said she made up with David Lynch. He yes. is not the bad guy. David Lynch is innocent. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe maybe it was because of Naomi Watts. Maybe that's why Naomi Watts doesn't interact with any women in that show because it was just going to be Laura Herring, and then Laura Herring said, "Fuck no, absolutely not." <laughs> the Nicole Kidman method of what? Just not allowing her to interact with women. Yeah. Well, Everyone on the set yeah. hated you. I don't know. Yep. That was Naomi Watts News Corner. Now back to Very the fun. actual topic of the episode. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the awards race. Do we have anything else to say about 2012 specifically? I think it's fine. It's not offensive to me. I feel like we've covered awards races that were foul. Yeah. But this one's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like, there's some really good movies in this lineup. Some that I really like, yeah. so... That's always fun. And it is, like, this is sort of, like, well, this is her last Oscar nomination, as of now, anyway. Unless she gets another one. Yeah. This is Naomi Watts's last She Oscar. has Goodnight Mommy coming up. You, yeah, which won't get an Oscar nomination. It's a horror movie. Another horror remake. Mm-hmm. She loves a trilogy. The Wing, Funny Games, and Goodnight Mommy. It's her little horror remake trilogy. Wow. So... I don't know. Hopefully it's good. V, you said that the original was bad, so. Okay, I didn't say it was bad. I just thought it was, like, the type of horror that I have no interest in, which is very much, like, shock, gore, testing the limits of... Mm-hmm. I-, I could get into Goodnight Mommy another time, but um, it's a different director, so I feel like they might do a different take on it. Um, I watched it, like, Two or three years ago, maybe, but I don't remember anything about it except for a single scene. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it the floss one? The, the what? Wait, is it the floss scene? Can't remember. I can't remember any of the scary parts. I just remember. <laughs> I just remember the atmosphere and the setup of the movie, but not anything that happened. I remember there was a really big plot twist, but I can't remember the plot twist. So if I watch it again, I'll be surprised again. <laughs> I do sort of blame the impossible for some of the career decisions that Naomi Watts makes now because, wait, I feel like before this she didn't do that many, like, just straight up, like, action-y disaster movies and then she has done, like, quite a few. That's like a niche that she occupies now, sort of. Yeah, I mean, like, woman suffering, trademarked, is, like, a Naomi Watts niche in general. But, like, I can't imagine her doing, like, like the avalanche one that she just did if it wasn't for the impossible you know yeah yeah exactly so or or even like lakewood is it is that what it's called um the school shooting the school one. shooting with yeah like i don't know i think that there's like she does so many like event movies and yeah and the event movie plague please naomi need more like nothing happens you just like that that's what Bodeman is and sort of on drive <laughs> <laughs> like she just like causes her own torture in her head. That's the and best, that's the I heart Huckabees. And I heard Huckabees. Yeah. Neurotic woman. Neurotic woman. Neurotic woman, yeah, exactly. And Twin Peaks for the record. I mean like one thing does happen, but then the rest she does herself. You're like, you don't need to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could just calm down, maybe, and then it'd be fine. But yeah. Should we go into um, our ratings? 
All right. At the end of each episode, we rank our movie rates. Rates. We rate our movies from one to five Oscars. Um, one being, wow, I wish this movie didn't exist. Five being like, this movie should have been nominated for everything and also won many awards. Um, so La, since you're our guest, would you like to start? I mean, for this one, I guess the the art design and the production design and like the effects and all the technical stuff is like pretty impressive anyway. So maybe like for that, and then performance wise, maybe it's also pretty strong for um the three main important ones. Um, the yeah, like um. Um, Naomi, Ewan McGregor, and Tom Holland were like pretty impressive in the, yeah, technical side, performance side. So what's your what's your star? Oh. What's your Oscar rating? Like what number? Two. Two. Okay. Two. <laughs> Millie, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'm gonna go for a two as well. Um, I agree with those. Um, but um, you know, the effects are good. The acting's pretty decent. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll continue the trend. I yeah, I was in between a two and a two point five, but I'll just go with a two because like yeah, Naomi Watts. I'm not mad that she was nominated. I wouldn't be like just a win for this, but it's fine. And I'm gonna go with a two, two, um, a two also. Again, I think like I'm surprised that this movie didn't get any like. From what I looked, it didn't get any craft nominations. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it, Naomi Watts is the only nomination that it got in at the Academy Awards, which is like I feel like it should have gotten like a production design nomination at least, because um, that's it's kind of crazy. Um, but I like it's not a movie that I feel particularly passionate about in other categories. The last thing, every week we like to end our episodes with a recommendation. Um, usually we try to tie it into the movie that we're watching, but I feel like for this one, it doesn't, it's kind of hard. So <laughs> we might just not do that. Um, but we like to recommend something like a book, a movie, a TV show, et cetera, et cetera, that we think uh, more people should see or read or watch or listen to. Um, so to start off, why don't we, why don't we go the other way around? Lily, why don't you start off with your recommendation for the week? So, okay, I have something that actually does thematically tie in huge day for me. Um, okay, so this movie is, like, I would say I like it. I like it more than the impossible. I do have some problems with it as well, though, including some of the ethical considerations that we've talked about before. So if you if you want another movie that has some dubiousness, but a little bit less than The Impossible, I'm going to recommend Babel or Babel. I think it's Babel, which is directed by Alejandro Gonzalez oh, yeah. and Yui and Naomi Watts collaborator as well. Yeah. And it's um, how many stories? Like five four or five interconnecting stories about like um this couple that goes on vacation in the Moroccan in Morocco and then like it follows a tragedy that happens to them and then the people who like 
caused the tragedy and then like their kids back home and their babysitter and then also this like Japanese businessman who somehow intertwined and I forgot how but all of them all at once it follows and then they're just like attempts to cope with what's happening and like get I don't know closure I guess I think it's a little bit better at giving like the perspective of the people who like have to stay where this tragedy has occurred was like the impossible does yeah. not t- touch on that at all but um yeah i will say that i was entertained while watching it i thought it was a well done entertaining movie well paced well written. yeah it's so. a good movie yeah and well acted as well if you want a suffering woman yeah kate blanchett does not speak just suffers for two hours <laughs> and 20 minutes so um oh it's those australians those Aus- those blonde australians they yeah. love to just sit there not Roseburn though. Um, my recommendation for this week is, I'm actually I also I think it's like I guess it connects to this, to the movie actually very directly. But it's a um, memoir, Wave by Sonali Darania Gala. Um, it's about a woman in a very similar situation, um, except in her case she actually loses her entire family in this tsunami. Um, she's in Sri Lanka. She's it's not only Darania Gala herself is Sri Lankan, but um, she's British Sri Lankan. So she, I think she was visiting family in Sri Lanka when this tsunami happens, and she um, loses her family. And it's 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 like a book about like grief, and um, not only that, but just like the complete lack of closure that comes with a natural disaster like this, because she goes back months later years later and she's still really unable to find any sort of closure um she she never uh finds the bodies she never finds like i I can't it's not that she never finds like things from their time there but it just becomes like this this black hole of a disaster um and it's a very difficult read so like i'm not saying that you have to read it but i feel like if if you would like to gain a more, like, a closer look at what this disaster actually was like, um, I definitely recommend it. Because I think, like, even though that she she is someone who uh, did not live in Sri Lanka at the time, I do think it still has that, I, that um, core of, like, this is not, like, a, like, an isolated event. So, like, this event had major ramifications for everyone involved. Um... So I would recommend that. Millie, would you like to go next? Yes. Um, so my recommendation is not related in any way to the film. Um, and it's a book. It's called uh, Lives of the Artists, Lives of the Architects. And it's by Hans Ulrich Obrist. Um, yeah, Hans Ulrich Obrist is a curator and writer. He writes about art and architecture and all of that. Anyway, this book is really interesting because he, um, he's been having these kind of informal conversations with artists since he was very young. I think he was nineteen when he started doing it, um, and the book is a collection of uh, some of his conversations with various artists, including David Hockney, um, Gerhard Richter, Louise Bourgeois, Rina Abramovich, uh, Oscar Niemeyer. Uh, Zaha Hadid so 
yeah, there's pro- it's probably a very small amount of people that will be interested in this, but I thought I would just recommend it anyway. It's a really good read. Um, if you're interested in, you know, artistic process or, um, you know, learning more about artists and stuff like that. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Very fun. And last, last but not least, what's your recommendation? This movie is streaming on Netflix. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it is. Hopefully, um, it's. I think it was uh, Mexico's submission to the Oscars, but it's called Prayers for the Stolen, and it just yeah, it's just really like difficult to watch. But it's like such a good movie about just this small town that's under control by the by this this drug cartel. So it's like focusing on the lives of these little girls as they grow up. And they have to like shave their heads and pretend to be boys so they don't get abducted. So it like, follows them throughout the years when they're like really young and when when they're teenagers. But yeah, it just it's like really like well made and good acting and everything is amazing. But yeah, it's like not many people have seen it, so it's like I want to recommend it to more people. Sounds interesting. I hope it's on Netflix. I haven't checked yet, but I'm pretty sure it is. Alright. That's our episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about the impossible. Um, If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we're at Where's Her Oscar? No apostrophe. Um, And you can always you can, oh my gosh, you can always reach out to us on email at Where's Her Oscar at gmail.com Questions, comments, concerns. You can follow me on Letterboxd at I'm the I M V E E. Um, Les, do you have anything to plug? I mean, do you want to drop your Letterboxd? I don't know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, it's a a it's a a i c u l. It's my and I'm just on there as like capital L. Really? Display name. Um, yeah, and you can also follow me on Letterboxd at Club Silencio without the U. Um, I'm not going to spell it out. Last time I did that, I messed it up. So, <laughs> God be with you. Hopefully you can spell Club Silencio without the U. Lily, do you want to plug yours? Yeah, sure, sorry. Um, I actually remember mine this week. Uh, so it's it's just Millie with a Y, 95. <laughs> That's our episode. Thank you for listening, and Laz, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode, uh, and hopefully more Naomi Watts news if she keeps up the pace that she's set so far in the past, like, two weeks? Yeah. It might have been just for the past week. Like, just a lot of Naomi Watts news. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you for listening. Bye. Yeah.